Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. 403-974-TALK is our number. We've got a few other stories to get to uh, before we hand things over to Angela Kokot. She'll be in after 3 o'clock. We're going to talk about the uh, World Happiness Report right now. In fact, you can read more. I didn't even know dot .report was a thing, but worldhappiness.report is the website for the World Happiness Report. World Happiness Report 2017 has just been released. Uh, Canada does fairly well, I guess. We're, we're kind of a, a happy country. But what does it mean to be happy? How do you define and measure happiness, right? Those are some, some big questions. Uh, joining us to explore this a little bit more is uh, John Helliwell, who's uh, an economist. He's one of the co-authors uh, of this report, also co-authored the Canadian Institute for Advanced Research. John, thanks so much for joining us here. Welcome to the program. It's a pleasure. All right, give us a bit of an overview then of what the World Happiness Report is and, and how you go about compiling such a thing. Uh, every year uh, we put out the average scores that people give themselves, a 1,000 people per country, 170 countries, averaged over three years coming out of the Gallup World Poll. They're asked to think of their life as a whole as a ladder with the best possible life as a 10 and the lowest is zero. And these scores are averaged uh, for each country. The averages range from about seven and a half in the top countries to under three in the unfortunate ones. All right. So it's, it's a good way to compare apples to apples there. You've got it. Yeah. All right. So um, Norway, interestingly enough, Norway uh, appears to be the happiest country on Earth. Why might that be? Well, uh, for the same reasons that all the top four, indeed, you'd say the same thing about all the top ten, in which Canada is always included. Uh, They always have uh, high values of all the things that support uh, a good life, and it turns out to be a reasonable standard of living and uh, good health. And even more important in total is someone to count on living in a generous, trusting environment and having a sense of freedom. So it's interesting when, when you look at some of these these factors like income, I think income matters, uh, but being healthy, life expectancy is something big. Uh, and it goes a lot deeper than that, right? I mean, just in terms of our day-to-day lives, how we're governed, the, these things all play a role, don't they? Absolutely. And the, what's different about focusing on lives as people see them is that these other factors beyond uh, income and health that jump to the front while they're often ignored if you sort of read the usual uh, reports of data that come out. Uh, so you mentioned Canada's in, in the top 10. So yep. we, we're, is it seventh in this it's year? Seventh this year. We tend, we've always been in the middle, middle of that pack, somewhere between four and seven. Uh, there's a, another a set of countries we sort of uh, trade places with from time to time. Just as uh, So we're all in the Premier League, um, but the very top uh, branch is held by four countries that have been there uh, trading places a bit, including Switzerland and Denmark and Iceland and this year Norway for the first time on top. Interesting. Um, yeah. 
Now, what stands out, I think, in this year's report, a lot of people are pointing to this, that the United States continues to slide down the rankings. Not too long ago, the U.S. was, was pretty high on this list. What, what's changed in the United States? Why do they seem to be sliding down? Uh, those four variables I mentioned after health and income, uh, the U.S. has been dropping. So the, the sense of corruption is rising. The, the, the degree to which people feel connected and supported by other people is falling. The sense of freedom is also falling over the last decade of, uh, of surveys. Has there been economic challenges? I mean, Canada's not immune to economic challenges. Certainly Norway, uh, top of the list, has, has experienced some economic challenges in, in recent years. So it's, it, you can't just dismiss it by saying, well, you know, they've, they've had some economic uh, downturn in the United States because most countries on this list have, right? Absolutely. And the thing about the top countries, think of Iceland that had a terrible banking crisis, worse than almost anybody's. They stayed up in the top four in well-being the whole time. Why? Because they didn't fight about it. They didn't turn it to blame somebody. Uh, yes, it's true. The people who who abused the system, some of them went to jail. But the point is, they they addressed the issues and uh, and worked together to solve them and get going again. So they remained, I think, the highest or second highest country in the world in terms of people having someone else to count on, and that's much more important than the way you're working out to restructure your banking system. Although, of course, a society like that will do pretty well in redoing their banking, too. Right. Now, I mean, on their own, these are all valuable measures. Um, levels of freedom, generosity, life expectancy, income, economic growth, etc. Uh, to some, you know, measuring happiness is, is a snapshot of our mood about all of these other things. But why is it important to measure it this way? Well, the... There's a big difference between happiness as a mood when we sing a song together and feel better afterwards or you right. just hear a good joke, your happiness goes up and it fluctuates up and down during the day. What we use are life evaluations, which are much more stable. They differ much more across countries. They're when, as Aristotle suggested, you ask someone to look back on their life as a whole. How do they rate it? And those are the numbers we're getting. And they turn out to be a better measure of overall life for people than any of the standard economic or health measures. And so that's why we pay so much attention to them. Well, it's worth paying attention to. Again, people can read more at uh, worldhappiness.report. John, thanks for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. My pleasure. All right. Take care. care. John Hillowell, uh, economist, uh, UBC co-author of the World Happiness Report. So, yeah, we're kind of static, I guess. Uh, seventh place overall, top 10. You know, in 2007, the U.S. ranked third among OECD countries, down to 19th in 2016. That's interesting. Anyway, 403-974-8255 is our number. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.